right, mate. How you going? Yeah, good. What's going down? Hey, gang. Um, the sun is out. What's it like up there? Are you, um, are you tanning your groins? I am tanning. I'm bronzing my groins. I, I'm, uh, I don't have a, a base for my bed at the moment that broke, so I've just got the mattress on the floor. So I'm lying with my head on the edge of the mattress and my beautifully parted and stretched groin area oh. um, spread eagled up onto the glass sliding doors that la, lead out la, to my la, balcony. La, 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 la. Hang on, the, the, the masters want to hear about this. <laughs> and the sun is just beaming and beating down upon me and the groins are becoming some of the bronze, <laughs> probably the bronzest groins on the Gold Coast. The bronzest? Is there yeah, such a word? The most yeah. bronze, the bronziest. Right. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I've, I'm aware that there's, you know, neighbours in neighbouring buildings looking off their balcony over at this glistening glory. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually very lucky that they can't see in my window. So, no, it's, it's all safe for the neighbours. But, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely bronzing the groin. There's some, there's some superlative, superlatives that came out there. That's a big word for me this time of life. I've never heard that word in my life. No. Um, glistening groins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yuck. I just got all that. I've got a picture in my head now, and I'm just you just turned me off for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, anyway, have you got your pants on this morning? Or? <laughs> yes, I have my pants on all the time. I sleep in pants, thank you. Do you? Yes, you're missing out, mate. Pant- I sleep, I get ready overnight time, put it, put my clothes on so I can just jump out of bed and get into it first thing. Get into it, I bet you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else is happening in the world? Uh, not much. Um, Parramatta um, have got some fresh claims against them that they've been cheating the NRL salary cap. What about that? What's doing? Yeah, it's the accommodation thing. They're saying that they're um, uh, below market value. Yeah, renting it out to players either for free or below market value. How dare they? Around 100 to 150 bucks a week, opposed to the market value of three or uh, two eighty to three eighty or something per week. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just all well. Trying- it's- it's 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 regulations that are there, so they know that that it should be there. That's right. They're doing they the wrong thing, or they don't. I don't know yet, but they they the claims are that they've done the wrong thing again. So you think that Parramatta of, of everyone would be bloody extra special careful, considering the not too distant past. Yeah, that's right. Well, the re, the report named that um, players Manu Mo not too distant past. It doesn't make sense. Recent past. Sorry, not too distant future. That, anyway, that slipped straight past me. I wouldn't. I'd, didn't even hear what you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, the report named uh, Manu, uh, David Gower, Simu, Simu Redradra, and Joseph Paulo, Kenny Edwards, who have allegedly lived in these um, Leagues Club-owned properties. So, Yeah, well, look, oh, I don't know. They're the names that have been tossed up, but we can't really say until until it's, um, you know, made public, I guess, and official. But, um, yeah. I'll... Well, it's not, it's not a good look again because they, they went through the shit a couple of years ago. I know the last thing they need is points deducted for the start of 2019 season. Bloody hell. No, that's yeah, correct. And, they, and I mean, they've been fined pretty heavily in the past and to do it, to do something again and not, not to have fixed up things is just no good. It isn't, tis it? Tis not. Um, you know, I had a song, I wrote a song once um, called Long Ago. I, I named it Long Ago and because I was pretty happy with the way it was sort of forming and and and, and building, I it was it was a to me it was like it was a really big epic type ballad. Yeah. And I I I put the word in front of it, twas. 
twas, twas. twas long ago. <laughs> you wanker. And I, for about a few months while I was writing the song and, and, and doing some recording, I, I had twas long ago and I was pretty proud of it. And It I sounds should, like a mistake <laughs> when you put that word there, twas. That's it, it was. So it's T with an apostrophe was. Yeah, yeah. But it gives it that epic type. Oh, does it? I reckon it gives it a wanky top look. Well, that's what Carl, when my brother looked at the uh, the title, and he goes, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> he absolutely gave it to me, and he didn't, he didn't even listen to the song. He gave it to me that much, and I walked away with my tail between my legs. Yeah, if I saw that title on iTunes, I'd, I'd skip straight past it to be honest. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why. Why did I start talking about that? Who thought? knows? What have you yeah. had this morning? Another hash cookie, probably. Um, we should get into them and have an episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, Joe Rogan does that sort of stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it is legal over there, I guess. It does a bit of a smoke, well, and he, he offers it to his um, his guests as well. Yeah, yeah. So who did it uh, not long ago? Oh, Alex Jones, that guy got banned. What about that? He, they banned him from YouTube and uh, Facebook and um, something else. Uh, Alex Jones, he's like a conspiracy nut. And he's got his own show, Infowars, and they've banned him from those platforms because really? he's, he's been in breach of some of their things. But then again, some of the other things that are out there are in breach of it too, but they don't get taken down, I think, because he's got so much traction. He's got like over 2 million subscribers or whatever. That, okay. um, yeah, they, they've brushed him from it. But he's, it's kind of just helped his website because everyone's just gone over there to hear what he's going on about now. So yeah, he's, okay. uh, he's all about against the new world order and all the, you know, the money men running the world and the corruption and he's exposing people left, right and centre. Did you see the um, the Andrew Fafuda blow up? Yeah, what's going on there? He was blowing up at the coaching box. Look, it's a, it's a very aggressive, very hot-headed sport. And I think, you know, you, what, if, what if the fans that blow up about that kind of thing, what, are they, what do they actually want that, I think they love rugby league, first of all, because blue-collar people play it and bash the shit out of each other every weekend, legally. Yeah. Sometimes not, but I think that's one of the big draw cards for the game. And and then they kind of get filthy when things like this happen or head highs happen or, or whatever else happens that, you know, look bad on the game. It's like, it's where is rugby league? Like, what, what are we looking for here? Because he's copping a fair bit of shit for being having a passionate outburst. And, yeah, it doesn't look great, but we're not – like footballers aren't, you know, scholars, and they're yeah. not. They're not like white collar. It's it's a different different group of humans. Yeah, but you, I mean, for the amount of time that Andrew Fafood has been in the game, and and the and the coaching that he's had, and all the all the, the stuff that goes on in at the clubs and stuff to make you a better person, you think he'd he'd know or would have learned by now. I, I totally disagree. It's not so much the fans that are complaining about it, but the media. No, not all of them, but there's a lot of people kind of blowing up saying he should be this and that and this is disgusting and and then, yeah, I don't know. And then they the same – I've seen the same people blow up about all the refing and all the – and it's like, what, yeah. what do you just want? Do you just want a loose game? Do you just want an overly police game? Like, it's just hard. It's like so, opinions are just everywhere, aren't they? What he did – I mean, I, I, I can only go by what – how I was coached and, and who I was coached by. Someone like Jack Gibson, would he would last five minutes, not even five minutes. If he'd done that to Jack Gibson and pointed at the coaching staff, Gibbo would have come up to him at the, on, the, on, the, yeah. on the bench and said, well, he yeah. would have taken him off straight away. And he said he would have told him to go have a shower and go home. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, punish him and move on. He, he's got to, he'll learn, I'm He sure. won't be punished. Oh, well, fuck, I don't know. What do you want from me then? 
What are they, what are they, what are they going to do? They're going to, well, it's up, to, it's up about. to the coach. I'm it's giving you my coach. opinion. My opinion is that he should, he should never have done anything like that and just let what his actions did do the talking. And that was scored the try and he, he, he improved. Yeah. They, knew, they knew that he was, uh, he, his form had dropped a bit and they were having a, you know, trying to get him up there and he should turn around and go, thanks for that comment. It made me work harder. Not pointing yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah cop that, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a just, bit of a hot-headed uh, reaction. Yeah, definitely, it's, it's um, rubbish. It's it's yeah, it's not it's not in your nature when you're playing, and not even mine really. You know, I was a bit more of a prick than you on the field. But um, if I was, if if my coach told me that I wasn't running hard enough, I would have probably cried. Yeah, you probably would have. Um, <laughs> I probably just would have sat down, said, "You do it then." <laughs> You can do it then. Just go sit in the crowd and have a pie and a beer. Yeah, anyway, um, for th- yeah. I, I personally for Thirty should pull his head in from what how I experienced coaching and, oh, and the respect. Bump him in the street. Oh, you get it. Yeah, we'll take him on. Yeah, from a distance as you're driving off. <laughs> no, he um yeah, no, he's a hot he's a hot headed fellow. Like he's a he's a Westie at heart and he just reacts with his passion opposed to logic a lot of times. Yeah. Which yeah, which you know, he, he, he's a pretty good villain for us. You know, if you if, you, if you're in a te- if you support a team that's playing against sharks, you love to hate uh, Big Fifto. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. The big unit. He's a big uh, yeah. He's he's very he's all hard. He's very passionate. He's very emotional, and he can't really he hasn't mastered the art of hiding. I think that comes with maturity <laughs> as well and growing up. You know, like kind of outbursts and things like that. I'm sure, like because of this outlash. I don't think you'll see him do that again. Yeah, apparently it was um, it was pointed at Jim Dimmick. I didn't even know Jim Dimmick was at Cronulla, you know. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy's at Cronulla. Is that what it was? Is that who it was directed at? Yeah, apparently at one of the um, at the warm up, he was um, trying to bust through some pads and stuff like that, and Dimmick was holding the pads. And I think as a as a passing bit of a comment, as he's hit the pad, warming up, Dimmick's gone uh, run harder than that or something, you know, something along something along those lines. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, 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 bloody Jimmy's a friggin' legend. He's a great bloke, yes. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy wouldn't even care about that. Yeah, he wouldn't even care nah. about it. Well, know, it worked. Well, it really worked, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, he got in his head and he, you know, it got in Fifth's head and he, he, you know, busted over the line, scored a meat pie and mm. gave some back, which, yeah, probably wasn't ideal, but oh well, rugby league, mate. Blue collar, Westies, you know, rough, you know, hot headed psychos. Bring it on. What about Michael Ennis has condemned him, him too? His on-field outburst at his coach. Yeah, right. <laughs> Imagine Michael Ennis saying that. Yeah. He, he didn't have a go at his coaches, obviously. He was very respectful there, but he had a go at every player on the field, or the referees. Yeah, Ennis is a bit of a nerd, so it would have offended him. You know? <laughs> a bit of a nerd, have offended him. Yeah, he's a nerd. He's a footy nerd. He, um, he oh, loves yeah, it. He kills it. He's a great commentator. Yeah, he's got a good insight in the game because he, you know, he studies the game. He really, really studies it and... He's all about the technical side of it. And it surprised me when I first saw him on TV after he retired. It surprised me how how good he was, how good how good he speaks. And he's always articulate. been very, very well spoken and well thought. He thinks about what he's going to say. And isn't it funny how things connect like that, or how you, how you're? I mean, it's a bit of a double personality when you watched him play football. or You played against him. He was an absolute rat. Yeah, and that's to me when I see him talking on TV. I think he's full of shit. <laughs> he, but I'm not saying he's not good at what he does, but knowing that footy side of him, that you see a bit of that real personality coming out sometimes on the footy field, mm. I'm like, 
he's not like this. Like he, he, he can be. Like obviously, he can speak that way, and he, you know, he's very well spoken. You can put him in any room with any, you know, body of people, and he'll adapt and adjust and be able to communicate with them on that level. Yeah. But oh, I, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, he's got a, 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 a sneaky hidden rat side to him that came out <laughs> when he was uh, on the field of battle, so to speak. Yeah, and I see that every time I see his head on TV. I don't have Fox, but I. I see, like on Twitter, like little snippets of things, of the you know things I follow on Twitter, and he shows him talking real in depth about things. And as articulate and as well spoken as he is, the whole time I'm thinking, "You dirty little rat!" <laughs> you know? Yeah, the Good I on. mean, the, to have the name Ennis and to be able to put in the same Menace. sentence, same yeah. sentence as Dennis, yeah, you know, it, right. it all fits. Yeah. So yeah. what else? What else is happening? No, not a lot. I'm um, running a fat loss webinar tonight, so I'm just um, preparing for that. Just um, oh, how'd the last one go? You had yeah, a big good. one, didn't you? It was a group of other people that were talking about other things. Yeah, yeah. I spoke at a, a seminar which was up here in the Gold Coast uh, on a Sunday, and yeah, it was great. I, you know, got a few new clients out of it, and oh, nice. yeah, just helping them burn some body fat, get trim, especially now that summer's coming up. It's really hard. Oh, I freaking forgot. It's still winter. Like I. It's, it's, it, honestly, it is that hot up here. Like, like mm. summer is going to be uncomfortably hot. Like it's ridiculous. I wish it's it'd it. stay like this now all year. It'd be perfect because it's just like beautiful spring day every day. You know. Well, the winters hit here a bit. It's been pretty mild here, and we've had sort of the, through the days the sun is is booming. But lately, the last three four days has been real wintry, which is. What do I, I always I, go I, back I like to winter. talking about? Fucking the weather because. Exactly. Why did you bring it up for? <sighs> anyway, um, charming. Well, yeah. So basically, yeah. Um, Fat I, loss. Yeah, got some new clients, and yeah, they're going well. They've tri- stripped a few kgs already of fat. People yep. get obsessed with the scale, what the scales say, and even as often as I say, don't get obsessed with what the scale says. They still get obsessed with the scale mm. because the scales don't measure body to uh, fat and muscle muscle ratio. You, you don't measure your body fat percentages. They just measure your overall weight, yep. you know. So uh, quite often what happens is people initially will lose five, six, seven, ten, sometimes 20 kilos because they're carrying a lot of fat and yep. it goes away pretty quickly when they start doing the right thing. And then they hit a, a zone where it starts to plateau and they get paranoid that they're not losing another 20 kilos quickly. Mm. But it's what's happening is because they're moving a little bit more, they're adding a little bit more muscle density, you know, it doesn't take much muscle uh, as it does fat to weigh a certain amount of kilos. So they'll put a couple of kilos on sometimes and they're like, oh, shit, the scales mm. that I put on, I'm like, yeah, you've added muscle. You've added dense muscle. You're still stripping fat. Your body composition is changing. You're getting more muscle to instead of fat now and muscle yep. weighs more, you know, per kilo. Like a kilo of muscle is tiny compared to a kilo of fat. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's hard to, hard to convince them to not get obsessed with the scales, but, yeah. They, what, they eventually, they do. What weighs heavier, a, a ton of feathers or a ton of steel? They're both the same, you idiot. <laughs> Just trying to trick you. Jeez. Yeah, try, but I'm very, very smart. So you are smart. You are smart. Where I got it from? Thanks, mate. Your mother. Uh, yeah. No, uh, Mum actually stayed up on the weekend. She was here. It was good to have Mum around. She was. Um, oh, that's right. She was up there for four days, wasn't she? Yep. She was being, uh, you know, adding the mother's touch to the home. She, and you, you did some cooking. I saw a photo that was uh, she um, put up on Facebook. I've nailed, I've nailed uh, chicken and vegetable soup, like the healthiest, nicest tasting chicken vegetable soup. Chicken broth? 
it's the chicken broth. So it is, it really it is cheating because it already tastes good as you buy it. You buy it in not as plastic kind of packety things. So yeah, you've got Squishy to add salt. Packets. Oh, that's pretty tricky. Well, I add a lot more than that. I, what I do is I saute onions, butter, and garlic. Saute. Saute, no, sa- not saute sauce, saute. <laughs> yes, like simmer butter, onion, and garlic on the floor of the be- the the floor of the, what is it? The pot. Yeah. The and pot. you just make that into a nice kind of paste, mm. and it smells beautiful just as is. The garlic and onion and butter together it smells beautiful. And then I uh, put the chicken broth in, which is you know a, a good couple of bowls worth. I put two of them in, so it ends up being about four bowls worth. And then I add my favourite veggies. So I add extra broccoli, Brussels sprouts sometimes, celery, mushrooms, um, yeah, and just some salt and pepper to taste. That's what and I meant to ask. When, do you put the veggies in to cook in the broth or do you cook them first and then throw them in the broth? I put them in the broth to cook. So I just tip it right. all in there and I tip, say, I put like the broccoli and the vegetables that are a little bit harder in first and then later I add the softer vegetables like the celery and things like that. Okay. Um, I like coriander. A lot of people don't like it, but I put a bit of fair bit of coriander in there and some chili as well. And I'll tell you what, it's just so healthy. I, I was getting the flu um, a few weeks ago. I woke up with a sore throat block nose. I thought, here we go. I could feel it coming. I was getting hot and cold flushes. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a good week of just feeling like shit. So mm. I went to the store and I got, I, I slammed a green juice down and I bought all this broth and then all this, um, these healthy veggies came home made a big batch of soup and just ate that for the next, you know, few meals. And yep. I woke up completely healed. Like, no, never before has that happened. Like, it always goes full, comes full force and I end up fucked for a few days. Mm. But I, um, yeah, I, I beat it with this real healthy food. And it, that's, that's the way to do it. Just smash your immune system with nutrients, eh? Awesome. Good yeah. stuff. Do you take any supplements? No. I take spirulina, which I'm is just, uh, you know, healthy Yep, got a bit um, of everything in it except yeah, for vitamin it's rich, C. Rich in natural vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids. You know, plant pigments, and it's uh, grown organically. It's like an algae; they grow it and they, you know, freeze dry it and then pack it in yeah. tablets. And you can have the powder. I just take the tablets, take about yeah. six a day. Um, yeah, everything except vitamin C, eh? Uh, yes, apparently so. Yeah. So I just uh, yeah, I'll smash that. And I haven't had, I don't take vitamin C orally. I, should, I probably should. But um, I'm pretty simple. Like if you get your food right, geez, it just makes a big difference. It, yeah, it does. You don't need as much of the supplements or any yeah. at all if you're doing it properly. Yeah, people are, uh, often be mistaken with thinking that they can just eat shit all day and have a multivitamin and it's okay. But um, I like to get the base right first, eat the right food at least 90% of the week. I still have a thick shake, a donut and a pizza, you know, every now and then on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, yep. Not all weekend, eat shit, just, um, you know, a couple of meals throughout the weekend and then back on the health horse from Monday on. Do you know who the uh, the highest paid rugby union player is? No, I don't. Israel Folau. Okay. Do you know yeah. how much he gets a year? No, I don't. Have a guess. Two million. <laughs> Spot on. Oh right, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes Two sense. million dollars. Do you think he's worth that? I do. I think if you can get it, you're worth it. And I think that it's a contact sport. I think it's a tough sport. Yeah, I don't hang, think it's as tough as rugby league. But no. Like, Still think that with the because it's such so much more of a world game and attracts more money, I guess you can warrant giving someone that money. And he's a big mother of a thing, he's a big weapon. I don't think so. Uh, look, it can be as tough as rugby league, it's not as p- consistent as rugby league in 
in the regards of... It's less collision. The collisions yeah, aren't as intense because there's the, no 10-metre rule. The rucks, the rucks are pretty intense. Yeah, they look yucky. Yeah. There's nothing Jeez, much tougher than that. I'm not saying it's easy, yeah. It, it, I remember uh, a fair while ago, um, geez, this is about 20 years ago, Gus Gould um, dissected the, the game of rugby league by putting a, a stopwatch on a player, um, it was Brad Fittler, of how, how often he's got the ball in his hand. Yeah. And he, he times he, time, he, um, he times it with a stopwatch. Yeah. Out of an 80-minute game, what would you think how long the ball's in the hand of Brad Fittler oh, in an 80-minute game? Couldn't tell you, but a lot. Six minutes. Oh, right. Okay. Because he's in a pivotal position. He catch and pass more so. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He, he times it when he, he's got the ball and when he, when he releases the ball, the stopwatch stops. So, yeah, a total yeah. of six minutes out of 80 minutes. Yeah. And defensively, he spent uh, eight minutes defending. Yep. So, a total of 14, 14, 15 minutes out of an 80 minute game. He's yeah, but you're not in, doing nothing for the. No, that's right. It, the rest of it is is you you following the ball and yeah, you're, it's talk, inter- you're talking. Yeah, interesting though, isn't it? It's interesting. It is how yeah. di- you dissect that. But can you imagine dissecting the rugby union game where Israel Folau, if you put a time on him when he's got the ball, yeah. or when he's involved in a tackle, it'll be something like two, three minutes per yeah, yeah. defensively and and in attack, and he gets two million dollars a year. Yeah, that, that that helps mentally if you thought before the game, all you got to do is have around about ten minutes of impact, you know, and the yeah. rest is just, you know, getting your head together and 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 uh, getting your lungs in order. If you could think of it like that, I wish I had thought about it like that. Now, there's a couple of other players that are in the Australian team that get one point eight, one point five, and and stuff like that. The highest paid, and they they just played the Bledslake Cup and they got smacked by the Kiwis, yeah, which they generally do every every year. Um. The highest paid Kiwi player gets a million dollars a year. Yeah, right. Yeah. So maybe we're overpaying, overpaying them a little bit and they should be a bit more. In, um, not overpaying in relation to how tough their jobs are, but in relation to how, what uh, other people get who are they're doing the same, if not more. Well, the, the Kiwis might have it right. I mean, they've, they've got um, pride in the jumper and it's not about money more so. I mean, a million dollars is still a lot of money, but. Yeah. Two million can Israel for last two two million dollar a million dollar player better than the Kiwi player. Yeah, I just no way. It, but you know, he, it's not his fault really. He's not going to knock it back, is he? Oh, of course, no. I'm not saying yeah. it's his fault. No, yeah. I'd, I'd take it too if it was playing or whatever. But I'm just saying that. Yeah, it's, it's out of whack. It is out of whack. It does seem out of whack when you say it like that. It definitely, yeah. Hmm. So, um, what do you uh, want to write a letter about it or? Um. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. To the point where. Um, I might write a letter. My, my father wrote a letter once to uh, Brian Smith. <laughs> Did he want it in the letter? Um, it's when, it was when you were playing. Yeah, right. What was he, his uh, uh, What was his game plan? Well, he he was uh, the idea is to pass it out to Eric more often. <laughs> uh, uh, pass right. it out to the backs. The forwards are all hogs. And uh, yeah, if you if you if you ran the ball a bit more and passed the ball a bit more. Isn't that amazing? Like he would have thought as he was writing it, like this will really hit home with Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian and Brian did actually read it apparently. Did he? Yeah, he didn't say anything to you, obviously. No, he didn't, Matt. Okay. He didn't. I think he would have known that I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, when when Dad passed away, um, Carl found the letter. And, um, yeah, well, that's hilarious. And he found the response. The response was pretty uh, basic. Oh, yeah, well, we'll. We tried to get it out to uh, the backs and, you know, the backs are the fastest in the team and blah, blah, blah. 
That's nice that they responded. Or he responded, or whoever. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, good. <laughs> good on him. He looking out for us. Yeah, no, he did. Was... He, he uh, I watched the footy with him one night at his place, and although it was a bit kind of um, old school thinking, his point was right. Like, because on screen it looks like you can just easily just <laughs> sling it out to the backs and That's score right, on the it? edges, but obviously on on ground level, like it's a different story, you know. Yeah. Because yeah, you look at it like it's a game of chess when you're seeing the the camera angles from up high, and you can yep. say, oh, you can see two players ahead. Oh, geez, they're skinny out there. Go there. When you're on ground level, it's so quick, and they cover yeah. things so quickly. You can see people's eyes knowing about things, and like, oh, they've got that covered. So you go elsewhere, try and trick them. It's yeah, that's yeah. it. But I did see what he was talking about. I was like, yeah, it makes sense what you're saying. It's just it's not that easy. That's yeah. it. I watched a few, a few games on TV with him and stuff like that, but it gets to the point where, Dad, he, he couldn't have done this, he couldn't have done that. You can't say that. You couldn't have. It's the same with the movies when you watch the movie. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah he'd, he'd, he'd pull the movie apart in regards to how stupid it was. Oh, that's bloody stupid. <laughs> oh, funny, man. Fire is a funny human, isn't he? Yeah. Watching those Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible movies with him, he was just. He loved him and he could see he was getting really sort of worked up in his chair and sort of <laughs> yeah. jumping up when the action was happening. And then he'd go, oh, that's bloody stupid. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets really angry, doesn't he? Like yeah. why the directors chose to make the movie go that way. And <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. He hated when people walked into like spooky, like spooky places. Like why, why would you go? Why would you go in there? <laughs> <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, big fella. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no worries, Pa. We'll um, look. Right. There's, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll hear um, more about the Parramatta stuff. And yeah, the, more about Para. Come out, yeah. We'll chat about it later. All right, mate. Take it easy. Have a good day. You too. Sure. See you, mate.